Hello and welcome to another episode of Hello Governor the Podcast. I'm Abdullah. And I'm back! <laughs> and I'm, jo- I'm, I'm joined by our bad movie correspondent, Sam. And for those, that, for those that are new to the movie episodes, we usually watch three... Three obscure movies from various different time periods, and we review them because we're masochists it's... and we hate ourselves. <laughs> we call it the schlock po- the schlock movie podcast rules. We have actually a rule. We have actually like a, a rule file of stuff to watch, and you know the last episode we made is last October last year and we did regret it. we decided to never watch another movie ever again until one day we just ended up doing saying let's do it again <laughs> and especially considering considering the fact that I haven't been active as much and I apologize to everyone I know that that I kind of fell off the schedule because um, because uh, what was it I, I kind of had work to do, and, and like I said, work eats up too much of my time now. I don't have enough time to to, uh, to record these episodes as much as I want as much as I want to, and it, it's a pain because I really do enjoy doing the show. But you know, understand that uh, if if we take another like really obscu- if if there's like a really long hiatus between episodes and, and episodes don't get uploaded. Um, on, on a specific week schedule, then uh, I'm probably busy or something came up. So yeah. please understand well, that. TLDR, we all have lives, jobs, and works. We're sorry we upload. We don't upload in this magic schedule that that we all we all expected. But yeah, here we are. I mean, I try to I try to stay to a to a week schedule or where I, I you know upload at least one episode a week you know just just to just to just to give people you know something to look forward to but you know sometimes sometimes life life gets in the way and yeah it sucks it really really sucks yeah. but we're here now and you you'll get to enjoy us talking about three crap three movies that have nothing to do with each other except a really lame gimmick theme that we came up with because we're so fucking bored and yeah <laughs> apparently we thought yeah three movies of the same genre is not not a good idea anymore so we're starting to improvise or innovate our watching capabilities our first return comeback episode, whatever the fuck we're going to call it, is called Out of Place. So apparently it's three movies involving three actors that are, well, pigeonholed or typecast into a lot of roles stuck in a movie that is totally out of place. And it becomes one big fun mess, I tell you. No more genre differences or we're still following the whole no no ironic films or no actually we just we still follow the blacklist here but we ha- we don't have a common genre anymore to go it's just sh- schlocky the schlocky theme thing <laughs> oh my god it's been so long since i actually recorded <laughs> um no i mean what what we do is for those that are new to new to the um new to the movie episodes 
we usually find like obscure B movies like well I mean not not really I mean yeah well basically yes we we find the most obscure shit we can find on IMDb and if we can find a copy that that is watchable online we'll review it if we can't then well tough shit tough shit cuz I'm not paying money for any of any of these movies yeah and you know Abdullah doesn't torrent so I'm the only person who's allowed to torrent <laughs> I mean, I could torrent, but the last time I tried torrenting, I got hit with a virus. So, yeah, I'm not doing yeah, that. So... <laughs> <laughs> Anyways, um, yeah, our first theme for this episode. Can Can you tell Sounds I'm stalling? Like... Can you tell I'm fucking stalling because I don't want to talk about the first movie? He doesn't want to talk about the first movie, so I'll just talk about the first movie and his place. First, it's um, the highway to the danger zone. Stole my joke. What the fuck, man? <laughs> <laughs> you stole my joke. Um, yeah, it's called Billy Zane ruins everything. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's basically this. We um, we found this movie, and then at first we thought, hey, look, it's. Robert Downey Jr. in a somewhat semi-political action film with From the 90s. Billy Zane. Yeah, it's not the fucking nineties. The plot is that um, there's a there's a civil war happening in Africa, and then Billy Zane comes and f- saves the day. That's it. That's that's all we ever know. And there's also like Robert Downey Jr. as the best character in the fucking movie. He was like the best character ever. <laughs> and the Billy's like fucked it all up by being the executive from It's it it's kinda my problem with it is like it started off really strong and I was really with it. It's like holy shit, this is like what I wanted. A cheesy dumb action movie. And then halfway through it just died a horrible, it horrible became, de- death and it, never recovered. It became a Billy Zane circle jerk. Okay? It, it became a Billy Zane circle jerk. And you know how to make that Billy Zane circle jerk happen? They killed basically every good actor in the movie. <laughs> yeah, and believe it or not, the bad guy who played uh, Shang Tsung in the Mortal Kombat movie, in the Mortal Kombat movie, uh, the, the first one, is actually in this, and I was so bored that I just figured it out, like, halfway through the movie. It's like, wait a minute, is that Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat? It's like, holy <laughs> shit, yeah, it is. Yeah. I was, like, yeah, by, no. I was by far gone after, what, 50, an hour in? So, I was, yeah. like, I was gone. I was like, holy shit, man. Yeah. And I want to talk about point. some. I want to talk about something real quick. I don't mind product placement in film. I understand why it's there. You know, certain companies pay films to advertise their product on screen. That is fine. I have nothing wrong with that. But for fuck's sake, when the product placement is as blatant as this, I gotta, I gotta call, I gotta, I gotta get off my fucking ass and call bullshit because every drink in this movie Every al- alcohol in this movie is Jack Daniels. 
That is the only so thing you... anyone drinks. Jack fucking Daniels. How do I know so that you're... this? Is... How do I know it's fucking Jack Daniels? Because Billy Zane has a fucking Jack Daniels bottle on screen whenever he whenever he's, he's drinking. Like he uh, drinks straight from the bottle, and just fucking. Oh my god, it's so blatant! It's so fucking blatant. So you're kind of triggered over a bunch of people talk chill talking over a glass of alcohol if there's blatant product placement. Yeah, because it's it's blatant fucking product placement that I just don't fucking like. Okay, Abdullah gets triggered over your product, Jack Daniels. Okay, let's go. <laughs> you, I, I'm the same guy who got pissed off at fucking Fist of the North Star, that that awful Fist of, Fist of the North Star live action movie, when they had fucking Pepsi product placement. Okay. I know, I know. I'm not, I'm, I'm not, I'm not against your, I'm not against your ideals. I'm just, I'm just saying, we triggered over product placement. Because it made no sense in that movie as well. It's like, oh, so it's the post-apocalypse, but fucking Pepsi still exists. Okay, that makes sense. That totally diet makes Pepsi. sense. It's not diet. It's not diet Pepsi. No, you clearly see them when they're when they're scavenging in it for you know food and supplies. You clearly see fucking Pepsi cans. Yeah. And it just ah, well, <laughs> god damn it! I'm talking about this is the North Star. Ah. No. And then, yeah, we still remember, we still, we still remember that, like, we were supposed to, we were, we were supposed to check about, like, dancing and thought and realize cinema snob review bits. Oh, that was actually the best movie that we should have watched in review, but he, but no, he reviewed it, and he said, it's the new troll, and you're just sitting there all, that's not what we meant, that's a little too unironic. I, I didn't think it came out when we recorded our da- Gary Daniels episodes, because we recorded the Gary Daniels episode back in 2015. Actually, so. it, it was released in 2015. We're not sure the exact date. Maybe it only got popular because Snob, Snob said so. Hey, look, it's the new troll. Anyway, back to Danger Zone. Billy Zane ruins this fucking movie, because Billy Zane can't My- act worth shit. Billy Zane cannot emote, and Billy Zane is the executive producer, so everybody dies except Billy Zane and the main leading lady. It's, and he's all the cancer. It's so frustrating because I wanted this. I wanted. To, I really wanted to like this movie. Like when it started, I was with it. I was like, "Hey, you know, this is fun. This is cheesy. I'm really enjoying this." And then out of nowhere, and then out of nowhere, it just dies. And then the movie just becomes a giant Billy Zane circle jerk. And then I'm like, oh god, why did you cast Billy Zane as a fucking action hero? Literally anyone else could have could have taken Zane's role and would have made it would have made the movie a hundred times better. This should have been a this should have been a goddamn Van Damme movie. This really should have. This should no, have been a John. Schwarzenegger movie. This should have the, been a. And this should have been a Schwarzenegger movie or a Van Damme movie or fuck even a a, a Seagal movie. Anyone but Billy Zane because Billy Zane just. Ah. Uh, Billy Zane can act for shit. He's the Tim Buckley of action movies. 
Billy Zen is awful, and I swear to God, why is he wearing eyeliner? That that bugged the shit out of me. It's like, why is he wearing eyeliner? Everyone else looks like they they fit they, they fit the the place, but like Zane, every time there's a close up of him, you see that he's wearing eyeliner, and it doesn't help because and I noticed that he's wearing eyeliner because I watched this in HD. So yeah, it just it's just so frustrating. It really is. I mean, I know I'm, I'm nitpicking the shit out of this, but. Fuck it, this movie had so much potential to be good, but it just died when Robert Downey Jr.'s character died. Because Robert Downey Jr. Because Robert Downey Jr.'s character was the only character who was having any legit fun. Everyone else looked like they were fucking bored shitless. Yeah, as in, we were trying to wait for, like, the, like Billy Zane's talking about, like, African politics or, or stuff that happens. And then we're just like, we're, we just don't, didn't care at first because we were all thinking Robert Downey Jr. is going to come and save us. Robert Downey Jr. is going to come and be so awesome again. So any, any, any scene with Robert Downey Jr. is it? It's like the room just brights up. Your allergies have been cleared. Your, there's like world peace and cancer got healed. You just, and, then every, and then there's like explosions and, and fun shots and one-liners. And you just sit there all, yeah! He was the only character who who had any sort of character arc. He's basically Tony Stark if Tony Stark died at the beginning of Iron Man, basically. Because yeah. he starts out because he starts out as a as a douchebag who makes a deal with the bad guys and then oh realizes his mistake and then dies. I know, and it's and it's kind of and you know how they reintroduced him was kind of dumb. Is that he kind of stayed he right he got. He got lost in the Danger Zone part. We'll just go with that. He got lost in Danger Zone part, and then was like 20 or 30 minutes of Billy Zane, Billy Zane, Billy Zane. And then Billy Zane and Leading Lady and a bunch of African people drove to the area with the tribes people, I think. And then they were spotted by the tribes people and they captured it. And then when Robert Downey Jr. returns, and it was like every me and Abdullah were like, ah! Jr. and then he was info dumping what happened to him and then he look, actually said what where's is there supposed to be another movie why doesn't we have Robert W. Jr. side of the movie and it was like we could have written fan fiction about these yeah because it comes out of nowhere he was like oh I'm alive and I'm, I'm a leader of I'm part of this tribe now and I'm like what the fuck did we miss an entire section of the movie because I feel like I we know, did right? Because I feel like we did. Yeah, and it would have been like some epic adventure. Uh, yeah, and there's also this character, we call him African Mr. T, because he kind of looks like African Mr. T. And, you know, yeah. To- oh, yeah, Tony Stark was alive, and then he said he, he kind of apologized for, for being an asshole. Now he's the leader, he's now part of the tribe, he's married with kids. And then Asia- and then Shang Tsung came in and fucked everything up. And then he, and then when Tony Stark got shot, everyone was like, "No, no!" And then Billy Zane did the thickest move in the whole universe. He left Tony Stark alone to let Shang Tsung come and kill him more. 
I know. What? I know. It's just so fucking retarded. Yeah. And it was like, we, it's like, it's like, in that moment, we just like, this is gonna be going fucking downhill. Because they let Billy Zane live. And leave Police Stark alone. Because, well, because fuck you, you know, who needs Robert Downey Jr. when you got fucking Billy Zane? <laughs> Tim Buckley of action movies. And, and and the problem is, like, Billy Zane is actually really good when he's playing bad guys, but when he ke- when he's playing the good guy, he cannot act worth a shit. It's not like he can't act worth a shit. He's just that, it's just that the whole movie is really centered about around Billy Zane instead of, well, the entire, and so whatever the conflict he is in. That's why one, at least with Robert Downey Jr., there is like this interesting balance. I can I can enjoy Billy Zane and Robert Downey Jr. teaming up to fight fight Af- fight the African and Shang Song, and then maybe if Robert Downey Jr. lived at the end, it would have been like really awesome. And the problem is, is like, and the, and the problem is like they introduce a main bad guy, a guy in a suit, and he's like, oh, he's gonna be the main bad guy, but then they kill him off in favor of Shang Song. It's like, what the fuck? Why did you even bother having him in the movie if you were, if you weren't, if you weren't, um, if you weren't, uh, gonna, um, if you weren't gonna, uh, what was it? If you weren't gonna have him if be you- the, if you weren't gonna have him be the main per- antagonist, why the fuck did you even put him in? You know? I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's because they're trying to make sh- they're trying to make sure that they're going to say, oh, it was just like a bait and switch. Now this guy is going to be the main protagonist because fuck you. What a twist! What a twist! So and yeah, really, really awful movie. Would not recommend it. And the saddest thing, out of all the movies we watched, this one has the best production value. <laughs> Yes. They're, basically, they really shot this in Af- they really shot this in a really good good African setting. At least the extras are there. The I mean, okay. There. In terms of production, the exterior shots look great, but the interior shots of the caves and crevasses look like rejected Disneyland rides. Oh yeah. And also, there was like one scene in the movie that you actually thought it was kind of funny. <laughs> okay, um, yeah. Uh, well, where, where, the... where, where he throws a grenade at the guy and the guy just like ricochets backwards. Yeah. Because the, the, the context is that Shang Tsung kind of threw Billy Zane into a pit with a bunch of chemicals and shit. And then the leading lady threw the bag at her the bag in it as well while the leading lady gets captured by Shang Tsung's man or woman whatever there was like a woman in there and we called it diversity <laughs> and and then you know Billy's like my guy first and you're like no let him die let him die and then the guy kind of found out about what he's doing and he threw a grenade and then Billy's in panic he tried to like flip it and playing at it and he threw it back at the <laughs> threw it back the guy, the, the guy, guy, and then 
exploded. And it was probably the somewhat funny moment after the death of... It's, it's funny because when the grenade explodes, it sends him flying away. And I'm like, that is not how grenades work. <laughs> that is not and how Billy grenades... Zane's world it is. And Billy Zane's world it is. Is is can Billy Zane change the fabric the fabric of of reality? Can he just like change the laws of physics right on the whim? Because he, I'm pretty sure he can, considering all the other I, insane shit he does in this. Yeah, like I think he does. Like fucking survive jumping off a, a hundred feet waterfall. Yeah, sure. Yeah, somehow. Yeah, I'm guessing, even even I'm, I understand. Look, I understand that I'm trying to put in realism in terms of a, a, of a cheesy action movie from the '90s, but but still, you know, if you jump 100 feet downwards, even if even if you jump into water, the fucking pressure will kill you. It will. No, it's Billy Zane. You should not question. Billy Zane. Like I don't care if it's water. You jump from that, from that, from that uh, height, you will fucking die. Yeah, yeah. I, I'm guessing because of his demon powers and in, in future movies, I think we kind of can tell that Billy Zane is probably manipulating time and space. Still so scared of demon night. <laughs> yes. Yes. <laughs> Except if you, if he's basically his character from Demon Knight. If you sucked all likability and personality from him, no. If the guy from Demon Knight becomes a protagonist and he has to manipulate everyone to his whim, Ugh. congratulations. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, just just awful, awful movie. And yeah. shockingly enough, not the worst movie we watched for this. You're thinking to yourself, "Oh, okay, because we ragged on this movie, that this is this is probably going to be the, the worst one we were we reviewed, right, for this session, right?" No, no, yeah. no, no. That's our next yeah. movie, which stars Cuba Gooding Jr., Oscar winner Cuba Gooding Jr., known for comedies and family dramas. No, it's not Daddy Day Camp. It's The Devil's Tomb, a straight-to-DVD horror movie, and that's it. I wish I Contact. could. T- I wish. I wish I could tell you anything about the plot, but I. I'm honestly, I have no fucking idea what this movie is about. I'm sorry. You want context though? We'll, we'll have a backstory. Me and Abdullah once, like recently, watched Tactical Assault. The WW Studios film that we actually finally blacklisted to ever watch ever again. Starling Wesley Snipes and Seth Rollins. TLDR. Bunch of soldiers trapped into this it, to this Mexican security facility. No, it's and not a prison. Power... It's a temple. It's a temple. Temple. <laughs> <laughs> it's a quote-unquote temple where, I'm going to say it now, ancient Arab Kekistani magic camp comes in and fucks everyone up. Magic Arab Kekistani magic. Because of what they did back in Kekistan, where everybody, where where they where the entire crew, especially 
actually stuff the Rollins, who is totally out of place there for some fucking reason, ends up killing the civilians of the Kekistan. Now the Kekistan ghosts are out for revenge and lock down the temple that one of the guys in that assault team apparently designed. And um, it was just one bland, boring, padding nightmare. Okay, it was a very bad nightmare. And the weird part is, when we actually watched The Devil's Tomb, we actually said, this is Poundland... Wait, so this is where Poundland Temple came from. And we're like, oh shit. It's like the exact same movie, only slightly better. No, I'm not going to say slightly more quote-unquote confusing plot. You want to... Okay, here's what I gathered. A group of soldiers go into a uh, go into an, an abandoned bunker. It's a bunker. I don't care what you fucking call it. It's a bunker. To look for a scientist. Okay, sounds simple enough. But then out of nowhere, these ghosts slash demon things start fucking up everybody's minds. And then one of them turns. And there's this zombie priest guy. And then there's this other priest. And then there's Ron Perlman. And it's just... Led by Ron Perlman. That was the best. And then there's Ron Perlman, Henry Rollins playing a priest, and then there and then there's a fucking alien who's referred to as a Nephilim, even though that's not what Nephilims are, you fucking assholes. Apparently, to these people, apparently there there's a lot of Christian horror in that shit. The whole Judeo-Christian mythology. As much as I love that type of dark shit. It plays off like fucking aliens come and basic fucking aliens come and turns everybody into spaghettios. Like humans just attached spaghettios. It gives everyone space aids. <laughs> Basically. And hey, for those who who know me and, and listen to 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 the show, you know I'm a big fan of practical effects, right? And how I, I constantly praise practical effects, right? Well, you're probably yeah. gonna enjoy me. Shitting on this movie a lot because the practical effects in this movie are fucking atrocious. I'm nodding in the background. All the all the infections look like baked beans. Like they took a bunch of baked beans and slapped them on people's faces. All yeah. the all the zombie makeup looked like shit. There was some weird after effects shit with the end with with the explosions and crap. And it just looks fucking awful. And the scene where where she cuts into someone's back. I quote unquote there it's a forced lesbian scene, by the way. And then the um and then the doctor uh, and then the girl ends up sucking the baked bean out of her skin as some kind of so a hero Morrow out of girlish thing, which personally I thought it would it would look it would look cool in comic book and in classy Japanese style, but no, it, here it just looks stupid and pretentious. It's it's a piece of meat that it's it's literally a meat slab that they painted flesh colored. I'm not kidding. It was a meat slab that they painted to look in flesh color. I am not kidding. <laughs> Yeah, remember, remember, yeah, and then the scene after when we kind of see the girl and she's gonna turn into a space aid zombie, and then she's like, oh, you wanna see my back? Is it bad? Is it bad? And then when you look at the back, it looks like somebody. 
somebody stuffed a lasagna and somebody stuffed a lasagna inside of her back. Like it just lo- it looks like lasagna. It looked. It, it, it was. It, it it really was a meat slap that they painted. That they painted um, flesh colored. Really? Yeah. I just call it lasagna, and then I it, I just um, made shit up that everything in that movie is just them finding the flying spaghetti monster. <laughs> At that point, I was lost. I had no fucking idea what was going on, and I just was like, okay, what the fuck? There are zombies, there are ghost demons, there's an alien, there's Henry Rollins, there's Ron Perlman. This motherfucker is my father. It's just... And then it's like, oh, it was a trap all along, but not really, because she has a change of heart at the end, and... Ah, God. What is this movie even about? What, what, What message did it try to imply to have at the end? I don't know either, but, you know, Cuba Gooding Jr. is alive, and, no, that actually, Cuba Gooding Jr. just plain is uninterested with this movie. Just plain uninterested. He looked like he was just there to collect a paycheck. He really did. Yeah, it's like, damn, I should have gone, I should have gone with the, some random family. No, we have to do, we have to do this horror thing. And the problem is, is like, I mean, granted, the rest of the cast aren't that better. We have fucking Titus's brother Dave from the show Titus as one of the guys who is playing a who is playing the sex hungry person who looks like a fucking character from a stoner comedy. Yeah. And not, you know, in a, a, a horror movie. We got the black nerd guy who you know is smart because he wears glasses. And talks about the video games. Because that's what well, that's what the cool kids are into these days, the video games, am I right? We right. got we got roided up douchebag. <laughs> roided up, up douchebag who just The movie Seth Rollins. God <laughs> Roided up douchebag and doc and lesbian Asian lady. I know some sexist asshole somewhere there. And that's it. That's her cast of characters. And uh, they're and and oddly enough, they are at least a little more at least they're trying to have a personality unlike Tactical Assault. Everyone just sucks except Seth Rollins is just so out of place there. Poor guy. No, it, the movie is actually called Armed Response, but fuck it, I'm just gonna call it Temple. Okay, fine. Oh yeah, fuck, it's called Armed Response, I'm so sorry! Okay. Just call it right, Temple, because that's what the original fucking title was. And they, and they say Temple in that goddamn movie so many goddamn times, I lost count. Oh, uh, Armed, okay. Armed Temple, McTemple's face with Seth Rollins and Wesley Snipes. <laughs> And and I and I'm sorry. I fucking cringed when Cuba Gooding Jr. looked at the camera and said, "We gotta go back to the temple." I'm like, "Fuck off! Fuck no, you we, no, we don't. No, we do not. No, we do not. We should not. We should not follow this. Ca- we should not do it. We can't do it. We can't go back to the temple. We can't go back to watching that WWE film. No." And then at the end, Koopa is like, oh, I never believed in, in any of this stuff. I'm like, dude, 
I don't care how much of an atheist you are. If you see this type of shit happen to you firsthand, you, you gotta start questioning your 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 belief system. I'm sorry. You kind of have no, to. No, yeah, yeah, true. But let's face it. Cupid Gooding Jr. playing badass, soul-crushing, whatever the fuck he's, he's supposed to be. Yeah, that's not that's not how it's going. Yeah, he's saying, I'm just going to pretend that this never happened so that I would sound more like a badass and then go back to playing Daddy Daycare. <laughs> and the sad thing is, this man won a fucking Oscar. Let let that let that slide. Like what? Let that sink in. That man, this man won an Oscar and he's slumming it in director video garbage now. Yeah, since no move, no move, no Elo Governor schlock podcast rules it is never complete without a B movie. And I know directed. people are. I know people are gonna complain. It's like, well, uh, he found success with the OJ doc, the OJ miniseries he did uh, last year. And I'm like, good for him. I'm, I'm, I'm serious. You know, good for him. I, I mean, he's a really talented actor. I really like Kuba. He's, he's really talented. I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. Uh, he's not like Billy Zane, where Billy Zane cannot act worth a shit. Kuba Gooding he's Ju- a bad guy. Yeah, Kuba Gooding Jr. can act. He's a good actor. He wouldn't have won an Oscar otherwise. Okay, I know this. And I know he can do better. That's why I'm pissed off. Because this type of shit is beneath him. I don't care how terrible your legal trouble your legal troubles are. You shouldn't slum it this badly. You shouldn't be slumming it is what is what I'm saying. Yeah, but hey, too late. It's slummed. I think the biggest the, the best thing about this movie was Ron Perlman. But that's because Ron Perlman, even in the most biggest pilot dog shit ever, can make it work. Because it's Ron Perlman, he he's a good actor. He's awesome in everything he does. He's like the Robert Downey Jr. of this movie. He at least makes the best of his situation, which is I'm happy for. I mean, at least, and, and I'll be honest, the only reason I was awake during the final act was because of Ron Perlman. Because I swear to God, I was trying to doze off like midway through. Because this movie was that fucking dull and had that much atrocious pacing. Okay, okay, the pacing wasn't as bad as Temple's pacing, but still, it was bad nonetheless. Yeah, because Robert Downey. Oh wait, no. Because Ron Perlman was at the final act, and then you and basically every the remaining crew that. While many got killed off or thrown spaghettios on their faces or became spaghettio space zombies, they're all hey, I am here. I'm here and I'm actually dead. I'm I'm now a I'm now a space I now possess space ghost. And then they're all no, no, you're not, no, we're gonna kill you because you're trapped into this place. And then the daughter who says that the motherfucker is my father ends up getting the powers and then stupid moment ask Kimmy Jr. please leave but and then and then Kimmy goes like no I can't leave you it's like no leave I can't leave you no leave I cho- I tell you to I chose to say nope fuck it I'm out 
And didn't she tell him that, that this whole thing was a trap anyway? So why why is he like, oh, I can't leave you? Fuck her. Let her die. She trapped you. She, she trapped you in this place to fucking die anyway. So, you know. Oh, God. This movie. This movie is so terrible. Dude, Abdullah. No, the, the only somewhat positive thing about this movie, Ron Perlman's speech about choice. I thought it was fucking badass. Like I said, Ron Perlman can save any fucking turd. Well, okay, he can't, but still, he was the only highlight in this turd. Yeah. So, yeah, props to Ron Perlman for actually saving this movie, even if it doesn't work that much. I have great respect for you again. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> Oh my god, it was, it was awful. Awful movie. And, and why is it even called The Devil's Tomb when no one mentions the goddamn devil? I swear, this bugged me. It's like, oh, we're gonna call it The Devil's Tomb, but we're not gonna, we're not even gonna mention the devil by name. They just call it God's Tomb. Okay? Yep. Actually, I'm guessing it's because when the guy just once said welcome to hell, it's like, oh, because hell has the devil, so let's all connect together. Let's make a team, brothers. And the most interesting fact about this movie, this was directed by Sean Connery's son, Jason Connery. <laughs> and the reason, and that's the reason why I picked this, because I originally wanted to do a Sean Connery movie, but I couldn't find a copy of that movie online. So I said, fuck it, let's just do this instead. And I regretted it. You regretted it? Yeah. Because there's the, the movie we were supposed to pick is Sean Connery in a low budgety fantasy setting. I was gonna do sort sort of uh, sort of the Valiant, but I couldn't find a copy of that movie online, so uh. we had to do this instead. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, and, and it was, it was awful. Really bad. And it was awful. It was. Easily the worst movie of the bunch. Do not watch this under any circumstances. Just fuck this movie. Fuck this movie. Now! The best one. Moving on to the the best movie we watched for this, um... We watched for this, uh, episode. 1986's Witchboard. Yay! AKA, AKA 80s Ouija. <laughs> <laughs> okay, the entire, the entire premise. A cowboy, a soap, opera, a soap actor, and fucking Pepper Ann walk into a Ouija movie. <laughs> it's 1980s Ouija. Only, mu- only yep. mu- a much better movie than the actual Ouija. Because Ouija, uh, the Ouija the movie is awful. Do not watch that. That is awful. Awful fucking movie. Yeah. yeah. Plot. The plot is a bunch of uh, a bunch of college people went to a party playing Ouija boards, and then they were finding the spirit of this little boy named David. And because of that, and you know, because the woman got too curious, borrowed the Ouija board. And started playing with it, started being all friends with it, until you realize that it's slowly turning her crazy, and then everyone got noticed. And then foreign la- and then foreign language dude bro dies because of because of it. And then um, 
and then everyone's all, and then she started going all crazy and ghost raped a lot, I guess. There's like a lot of implied ghost rape. And then basically the guy, and then the boyfriend, the douche boyfriend comes and tries to be all, trying to find a way to get her out of it. And then you realize that it's not, and the twist is, the little boy is not the little boy after, he was talking to, he's not the little boy after all, but some mass murderer, fat old man. It's bootleg Christopher Lee. <laughs> bootleg Christopher Lee. And, yeah, and, you know, Pepper Ann shows up. Actually, she, before she became Pepper Ann, which is kind of, I'm still actually nerdgasmed when she came. She played off as Pepper Ann. <laughs> Because, like I, mean, I mean, she sounds like Pepper Ann, she's wearing glasses, and she has red hair. Come on. You know, come the yeah. fuck she on. Looks like a, she looks like an 80s tumblerina. And she was pretty much all <laughs> psychic humor. She was the best character. Come on. You can't deny no, that. Oh, Magic Cop was awesome. I love Magic Cop, because he, he shows up at the... He shows up at the funeral, and instead of asking, like, normal cop questions, like, where were you in the scene of the crime, yada, 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 he starts talking about magic tricks. And he was... <laughs> yeah. Basically, oh, yeah, and Pepper Ann comes in, makes a seance, and all, oh, please leave our friend, and like, no, we can't leave our friend, and then, you know. It became all poltergeisty, and then Pepper Ann comes home and ends up getting killed by... By the ghost, and then I'm just like, Yeah, got all sad that Pepper Ant died. Oh, I mean, it, it, it's such a shame because, again, she was the only likable character in the movie because her two leads, Brendan and, and, J- and Jim, are fucking atrocious. Brendan is, is yeah. your, Brendan is your typical douchebag, um, high up his own ass. Uh, yuppie and uh, Jim. Uh, Jim well, is Jim. Jim is. He likes magic. Well, apparently likes the Wiccan shit. So it's like, dude, this dude's pretty hardcore nowadays. Nowadays, our witch girl's gonna have all like wussies and pagan energy bullshits. And Jim is just a fucking asshole. Period. Yeah, and who's dating the girl who was doing the Ouija? And then we all actually joke, dude, what did she see in them? Oh yeah, they have a big. Jim probably has a big neck. So. And then there's this weird subplot about Lindsay, the main girl, being pregnant, but then she's not, and then it's like, what? <laughs> no, actually, we were supposed to do a lost joke when they do this, when we when they were there was a revelation, but then she lied. It's like there's a lost joke in there. It's like, oh, Linda's not pregnant, then why? What? Why did she lie? Yeah, I know. And that's, a, and that's another question I have about this movie. Is like, he's, Brendan states in the beginning that spirits sometimes lie. And and Jim br- brings up a good point in that how do you know so-and-so is lying? And Brendan never follows up on that with a response. It's like, no, no, Brendan. He has a good point. How do you know when a spirit lies? <laughs> and they never yeah. explained this. <laughs> yeah, they never explained it because um, even 
because apparently nobody in this movie has a third eye. They don't exactly see the forms of the ghosts. Um, when I'm not going to go all in personal detail here, but when my grandfather died, my I ha- the entire wake we have, lots and lots of people have saw, seen my grandfather in there, and then they ended up talking to my grandfather. They kind of also tell me, what do the grandfather dressed up like? It's like, oh, your grandfather dressed up in in his suit, in the suit there, and your, your grandfather wore the the thing with the thi- uh, with the Chinese ghost thing because my grandfather is Chinese AF, and you know the entire th- while I was watching the movie, it's like they none of these people have ever seen a ghost, especially the psychic girl who's just there for seance. So I'm thinking that how will a ghost li- how will a ghost lie? First, if one of them has a third eye, it would basically finish the movie. I guess, but I mean, all, for all the for all the movie's faults, I did enjoy this. And out of all the movies we watched for this for this podcast, this one has good pacing. Oh I, my god, that's. I never thought I would say that. I never thought I would ever say that about a movie for the show because every movie we watched for the show has had terrible pacing. Awful pacing. Or padding. Yeah, yeah. Oh, God. (laughs) I'm getting goddamn fucking, what was it? Leprechaun Origins flashbacks now. (laughs) Oh my god, fuck you, Lucky Charms, man. Fuck you, hard swoggle. You were cute as an alligator, but yet not so much anymore. All the shit we watched, we finally found a movie that had good pacing. And that's because it was direct, and that was because it was directed by someone who actually knew how to fucking direct. Actually, good pacing, and at least in the movie, there's at least a form of development. It was shit to your development because Jim is still an asshole, but. You know, he started. He start, he had this like plot that oh, this guy is an asshole because he gives up on a lot of things. He's uncommitted, blah blah blah. And then he starts to become better. He starts growing to care with Linda and her ghost psychic shit and her with her relationship with the psychic shit. And then at the end, he actually ends up marrying her. We all thought it was a funeral. Oh no, they got married. That's, that's, that's nice. Okay, dead. And then it comes out of nowhere because okay, the ghost possesses Linda, and then he tells a lie, and then Jim somehow knows that he's lying. How did he figure that out? I don't know. How did he figure out? And also, out? they still. How did he? And they how, still did, also... how did he figure out that the Ouya that the that the oh Ouya? <laughs> I knew it. I knew it. Every it this predicts the Ouya, the lioness of the Ouya. I'm sorry. I I know that it's spelled O O U J A, and it's, and it's pronounced Ouija, but still, come on. Every time I, I look at that word, I think Ouya for some odd reason. <laughs> I don't know. No, actually, actually, when they say we Ouija, the Ouija board, the we and Ya board, it's like, and they were talking about how they it used to be from 500 something some BC. It's like, bitch, that's bullshit. Let me tell you why that's bullshit because Ouija, li- the modern day Ouija, literally started as a quote unquote, as a real toy. There is talking boards back then in China, but. But it, but they don't do the modern. But you know, speaking board, speaking after that, it exists. But it's like 110 AD, not 500 something BC. So it's kind of bullshit. I'm sorry. 
Yeah, and how did he know that the Ouija board was the reason, that was the, um, was the reason for, was the source for the spirit being in our world? Never explained. Never explained. (laughs) Also, also in the middle of the film, it's like almost at the end, they they were actually talking to the real David, and then they kind of believed him, especially the whole, oh, I can kind of tell these spirits are lying, and then... You ended up talking to the, you ended up talking to the real ghost of David, and then it just got all. So are you are you also gonna believe this guy or not or whatever? <laughs> I mean, over, 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 overall, it's it's a decent movie. You know, good for one viewing, but not much else to be quite honest. Yeah, I, I, yeah we could just watch it in like two or three years at, as a kind of nostalgia fact sake, but and personally, I'll. We, uh, we can't watch it. We can't. We should. I would props for good pacing and uh, and stuff, but... And actually, the twist, in its own way, was at least better handled than Ouija. It's like, oh, tiny girl spirit. Ah! No, she's not a tiny girl spirit! Yeah, fuck Ouija. Ouija is a terrible movie. Do, do not watch that. That movie's awful. Ouija is cancer. <laughs> this is it. I, I I did hear that the sequel was better, but I am not I'm not I'm sorry guys I'm not gonna watch the the sequel sorry yeah nobody should ever watch any nobody should ever watch anything from Jason Blum unless it involves unless it involves some kind of legitimate actually I'm kind of scared of what they'll do what horrors are they doing around this year because. This year's horror lineup, I'm questioning, but I think the only thing that I I can't wait for was it. Oh yeah, that that comes out, and I gotta gotta, and I gotta wait for a goddamn Blu-ray release for that, cause I'm not gonna watch that in theaters anytime soon. Yeah, but hey, but hey, they say it's a big improvement, so it's a big improvement over the TV series, which only saving graces are Lord and Savior Tim Curry. Yeah, I'll, I'll watch. I'll watch that because I'm really interested in that. Because I, I, I wanted to see a good adaptation of the of the It novel for quite some time. And my, the and, my scene. <laughs> and my theory is right. They are going to be doing it in two parts, which I'm interested to see. Yeah. And plus, you know, the guy from Stranger, the little kid from Stranger Things, is there, so he, so that's going to be a good attraction for the new bags. And the guy who who is the cinematographer for. Old Boy and the Handmaiden, two gorgeous movies, is doing the one from it, so it's going to have gorgeous cinematography. So I think I'm kind of prepared, but I'm a torrent fag, so fuck it. <laughs> yeah, just just wait for an HD rip when it comes yeah. out. Yeah, and if you guys ever watch it, please tell us if it's like good. If it's a really good movie, maybe we can be a little hyped for it. So. <laughs> also, uh, they're making another Insidious movie, because, you know, the first Insidious is really good, am I right? <laughs> Oh no, fuck it. Fuck it. So, yeah. So, there we go. And that's it, guys. That's another Yay! movie movie episode down. Uh, recommendations, go watch Witchboard. Do not watch anything else yep. from this from this pile of shit. Yep. Yep, and hey, I really miss you guys. Seriously, I, we, I miss this. I miss the... I miss chatting and watching movies with but my dear friend Abdul over here and yeah it's going to be a, we're, this time we're going to actually find some incredibly interesting shit next 
Hey, next episode, we're going to actually do some uh, something called Star Washing Machine, movies that involve wash-up stars. Because I found this interesting movie set in the Philippines. It's a strange Russian-Manil-Filipino collaboration movie that has Tia Carrera and Shang Tsung. That's how I that's how I found out about it while we were like watching Dangerous. Like, oh shit, he's there! And we have a yeah, an available video. So we're trying to find two more. And <laughs> is is Gary, is Gary Daniels in that or not? Because if he is, no. then... ah, crap! No, God no. damn it! No, I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm sorry, but, but no, no, Ga- no, Gary Daniels, no Michael J. White, no Scott Atkins. What am I supposed to work with? <laughs> Again, the guy is the Chang Song. <laughs> Wait. Who's Alexander Nevsky? Maybe we might... I don't know. Alexander Nevsky? I don't know. I don't know who that is. I'm sorry. Uh, well, my, also, we also out. does Nicolas Cage count for a washed-up star at this point or not? He's a meme. Probably. <laughs> He's a meme, so probably... Because if we're talking washed up stars, I'll probably just use this as an excuse to cover a Van Damme movie. Go, go. Because Lord knows go. I'm. Because Lord knows we've been either a Van Damme movie or a, a Seagal movie. God help Absolutely. me. Who is Casper ba- Van Dien? That's Casper Van Dien. Does he count as a washed up actor? Uh, yeah, Casper Van Dien was in. Was he in Beverly Hills 90210 or was he in? Um... Yeah, he is. Yes. He is. Yes, Casper Van Dien. Yep. Yep, he's in he's in Showdown in Manila. So I think we Oh got my god. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sold. You had me at Casper Van Dien. <laughs> oh yeah. Context. We're, we're supposed to turn this movie into oh, our theme. Where's first uh, draft of the theme is supposed to be called Hometown where it's two mo- where it's like two movies based on our home perspective home countries that's how I found this movie and then today I learned that Abdullah doesn't ha- Abdullah's hometown doesn't have movies that is a desert that is a desert store movies though we have found Arab Rambo <laughs> Oh, we God. fucking found Arab Rambo I haven't but I'm pretty sure if I look hard enough I'll find a copy of that yeah yeah yeah, if you ever do, let's let's watch that. Let's let's watch that. Let's break the anti non English rule. I want to see Second Blood. Uh, Roids up Rambo. Oh my God. No, but um, and we got we we're probably gonna do that sometime. Yeah, hometown. Sometime later. If we I don't actually. Know. If we actually find, if we actually find a good movie, if, from, if I can, if uh, I can stick to a goddamn co- co- a, a goddamn schedule, then yeah, we'll probably do that. Probably, I don't know. Yeah, but hey, that's it. I think we're done. We. Yep. Yeah. Thanks for listening. We'll see you all later. <laughs>